Welcome to the new TCO at Brooklyn Park. This is Preps Today with John Millay. I'm Jim Suhan here with John Millay, with our producer, Brianne Burdett, and with the uh, special guest of this show, Braden Carrington, Park Center, and soon to be with the University of, of Minnesota. Uh, John, you know Braden better than I do. Why don't, you, yeah. why don't you start the conversation here? First of all, first of all, welcome, Braden, and thank you for being here. How are you doing today, Braden? Uh, I'm doing good. Good. Thanks for joining us here for a little bit. I saw your team play, your, your Park Center team play, I think three times during the regular season. Saw you at the state tournament, your 4A state champs. It's been almost a couple of months now. What's that feeling like now, knowing that you guys are in the record books and, and you accomplished your goal? What's that feel like? Um, you know, it's our first ever state championship in school history. Um, so when it first happened, obviously, you know, the whole team was just exciting i was in shock you know because you know it was a goal from the beginning of the season to get that uh that done and we did it so when it happened you know it was kind of like it, the reality really set in like oh we really did this you know um now it's kind of the feelings kind of got away in a, way, in a sense because you know you got to focus on other things you know i got to get ready for college you know i've been focused on that more but you know it's always in the back of my head like yeah you know when i walk into that school you know we get to see the banner. We won the first ever state championship in school history, so there you go. it's always nice. When's graduation? Uh, June 12th. Okay. And then when will you become a, a student at the U? Um, I'm actually moving into campus June 5th, so. Okay. Yeah. Start summer school? Uh, yeah, I believe so, sometime June, July. A lot of, a lot of basketball, a lot yeah. of training. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that decision. I, I don't know Ben Johnson as well as I know Dave Thorson. Was the coach at De La Salle forever? I've known Dave right. really well for a long time, and there's got to be a lot of reasons why you choose where you're going to go, hometown school. But is that a big part of it, Ben Johnson, Dave Thorson, just the the, the coaching staff? Yeah, that's I'd say the main reason because before Ben came, I would have never went to the Gophers. Um, but once he got here, you know, he day after he got into office, you know, he was texting me, calling me making a relationship with me and my mom, um, you know, he, and then AAU, he came to every game he could. If he wasn't there, it was one of the assistants. So, you know, him making that relationship with me just showed he cared a lot and showed he had a lot of trust in me if I committed to the, the program, which I did. So it was What's nice. it like having him sit courtside at the state tournament and watch you guys play? I don't know that that happens everywhere, that a college coach has the yes. high school tournament in his arena. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's, that, that's pretty neat. Yeah, I mean, I guess I didn't really pay attention too much of it. I knew he was there. But I felt like it was kind of more just like him being at an AAU game, in a sense. Um, obviously, there's a lot more fans, so. But, yeah, it's it's kind of just similar to AAU, I'd say. What was that experience like, just the whole Williams Arena, you know, high school state tournament, winning the championship there? What was that like for you? It was an amazing experience. Um, you know, a state championship game, there's 8,000, 9,000 people there. You know, the atmosphere was crazy. You know, there's points in time where you're two feet away from your teammates and you can't hear yourself talk. So it's just like being in that environment, you know, it's just, it's something you're never going to get again. You know, you don't get a high school state championship again. It's, it's pretty hard to get there. So, you know, just to have that experience with that team, it was just amazing. Let's talk about your injury. We, we've talked about that on the show as we've been talking about this event for a few weeks. You have a relationship with TCO and, and they took good care of you, it sounded like. Go back to the injury. Was it an AAU basketball last year? Uh, yeah, it was in about July, I'd say. Okay. I was having a great game, you know. Um, and all of a sudden, I came down the court, made a move, and I fell, and my or my shoe came off, and I slipped, and I fell wrong. And I just I tore my 
teletended, whatever it was, I don't really remember. But um, toward that, um, but it ended up wasn't that bad where I like completely put me out of commission from basketball. So you know, I kept I I kept playing on it the rest of the summer, and there was really no time when I took a break. Um, but after the summer, I'd say fall September at time, I came here um, to do PT and. They got me back to 100% within two, three months. So, Pretty good care. Yeah. It sounds like you were, you were in good hands. You're, you're yeah. grateful, I'm sure, to TCO. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, what, you, got a, you got a lot of college years ahead of you. Um, what, do you have expectations at this point? You know, as, as a young man going to start a college basketball career, do you have expectations like for your first year, individual goals, or you just want to get out there, work hard? And, and, and see what see what happens. Um, right now, I feel like my biggest goal is just to compete for the starting spot next year. Um, I know there's a lot of things or people saying I'm projected to start, but obviously no spots guaranteed. So you know, I want to go in this summer prove prove why um, I can start, and then after after that, if I get the starting position or come off the bench, whatever it is, you know, hopefully have a chance of winning Big Ten Freshman of the Year. Um, you know, and then team goals, you know win the Big Ten tournament if possible. Um, obviously, make it to the big dance. That's the, always the goal at the end of the year. Um, but, you know, for sure, getting that starting spot is the, the number one right now. As a young kid, did you envision winning a state championship? And and, and that's going to lead me into the question, are you envisioning the NCAA tournament now? Are there, are there, it's kind of a similar situation, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I've always wanted to make it to the state tournament. Um, you know, I never thought, you know, it'd be reality because, you know, it's such a tough task to do. You know, you got to, once you get into the playoffs, you got to win, what, six games straight without losing. I mean, it's just something really hard you got to do. But, you know, once it happened, it was amazing. The tournament, it's that's a bigger, that's a bigger monster, I'd <laughs> sure say. <is. laughs> it's, you can lose to the 16th seed being the one seed. It's, it's. It, I feel like record doesn't matter in that, you know, you, I feel like every kid honestly dreams about winning it. And if you could actually get the chance and get to that uh, opportunity, it'd be very special. So, you know, um, right now, obviously, just focus on getting to the tournament first, you know, because we haven't been there in a while. So that's the main goal with the team. There's going to be a lot of new faces on this Gopher basketball team. Are you already connected with everybody? You guys got text chains and you're yeah. all talking to each other at this point? Yeah, we've started um, open gyms down at the U. Um, so I get get to run with the team a little bit. Um, I have a group chat with some of the freshmen. Um, we have a big group, group chat with the team. So, you know, we started to get to know everybody. You going to be in a dorm? Uh, yeah, apartment with uh, the three other uh, freshman commits. That'll be good. Who are the three? Uh, Pharrell Payne, Joshua Joseph, and uh, Jaden Henley. Your mom's here. Your brother Marcus is here. How, how big of a role is your mom playing in this? Get this young man moved in and let's get it situated and keep an eye on things. <laughs> you know, actually last week she made me clean out my room to get rid of some clothes for a garage sale. Yes. So, you know, <laughs> so, you know, um, I don't have to, you know, go through all those clothes, what I want to take um, with me. Um, but, yeah, she's definitely on me about, you know, I got to have this ready, this, this and that. Um because I can't go in unprepared or I'm just going to be a mess. So it's definitely on me a lot. What, what's the most, what's the item that would most embarrass you if your mom tried to sell it? I don't know, honestly. Uh, I don't know. A, a, a shirt I used to wear, I don't know. <laughs> Something like that, I don't know. I'm just teasing you. <laughs> well, it's a good thing for your mom that you're not moving 
far away. Oh yeah. You know, some of us have had kids go far away. I had, we had one in our family go to the U, one go to California. There's a huge difference yeah. Oh, yeah. in that. So you're going to be, you're not going to be home, but you're not going to be far from home, but yeah. far enough. Yeah. That's the beauty of it. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Braden, take us, if you would, into the actual recruiting process and what Ben Johnson and maybe Dave Thorson were like and what attracted you to them during that process. You know, it was a stressful process, I'd say, for sure. I didn't talk to the U that much in the beginning of my freshman, sophomore years. Um, they, came, they came during COVID time when Ben got in office, obviously. So, you know, I was talking to a lot of coaches, you know, they're showing love, you know, had schools in Florida. I talked to Baylor a little bit, uh, Colorado, just a bunch of different schools. And then as soon as Ben came in, you know, um, it was just like it, he showed love that no other coach showed me in the two years they recruited me before. So it was just like in that short period of time, they showed more love than any coach I, I talked to really. Um, so it was just a hard decision to make. But, you know, at the same time, it was easy because I knew when I got there, it'd just be it'd feel like home, honestly. And when you say he showed you love, what, what does that look like? Does that mean coming to more games, uh, what he had to say to you? What is that detail? Um, you know, yeah, it's, it's all of that, you know. He texted me every day, every week, I'd say, at least once or twice a week, you know, and then you had the assistant coaches texting me, you know. Um, he came to all my AU games he possibly could. Um, if it wasn't him, Thorson, um, Matt, or Jason were there um, to watch. You know, after every game, you know, they text me, be like, okay, you played good, da 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 we liked what we saw, you know. So it's just, you know, they texted my mom, you know, they got a relationship with my mom. That was great too, you know. So it's just like they just made me part of the family, um, there was other coaches obviously texting me the same, but it just wasn't the same amount. Take us into the AAU world, Brad. Jim and I are sports writers. We don't cover AAU basketball. What's what's that like? I mean, it's I know it's busy. You're traveling to tournaments, but is, is there pressure when you see those big-time college coaches that everybody knows? Is there pressure when they're in the gym? Um, I'd say my first uh, game on the circuit, because, you know, last year or last summer was my first time playing on a, a big circuit. We played the Under Armour circuit. Our first game, we played um, Team Curry. There's probably 34 coaches there. Duke was there, um, just all big name schools. And, you know, when I'm warming up, I see all these coaches. I definitely was nervous. I won't lie, I was nervous the first game. Um, but after that, you learned it's just like they're more. They're just fans, you know. They're obviously they're critiquing your game, and you know you want to impress them. But at the end of the day, they're they're watching you. So just go out and play, have fun, you know. I've got two stories I just posted on the High School League website. They're football stories. Two, two small-town Minnesota kids are going to be offensive linemen at the U. They're 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, 300 pounds. I mean, they're giant kids. Yeah. One's a senior in high school, one's a junior. But they both told me the same thing. I said, when you get that offer from the Gophers, when P.J. Fleck makes that offer, how easy is that decision? They, they sounded just like what you said. They said, the no-brainer. Once they once they got that call, is that what it was like then when Ben offered? Was it was it pretty quick for you? I don't remember the timing. Well, when I got my offer, I actually got offered by uh, Coach Patino, oh, so I got right. I got offered by him, and so I I didn't really have a relationship with him, so it was just like um, I didn't really want to go there. Um, but then Ben got in. Obviously, he kept my offer, reoffered me, whatever you want to say. It. Um, and then I waited the whole summer. I I committed at the end of the summer. Um, and, you know, when I finally wanted to make that decision, it was it was tough. Um, 
I was on my official visit at the U. You know, I was just like, you know, I, I don't know if I want to go through this process anymore. But at the same time, you know, I have other schools that really like me. But at the same time, you know, it's just like the U, you know, they really love me. And I don't think I could pass up on this. Once you say yes, you accept that offer, does, that, does the stress, everything just disappear? I mean, you, that's a tough process to go through. It's a great process. But I imagine at that point, it's like, okay, decision made, yeah, future I mean, planned. When I first made that decision, you know, there's always the, the little regret you have, like, oh, I should have waited a little longer. But at the same time, once that, that passes, you're like, yeah, this is probably the best decision you made in your life, you know, because as a kid, you're always like, you want to play at the highest level. And for me to actually make a decision and get a, a full ride, play uh, basketball for free, you know, it's just like, it's something amazing. You can't, you can't ask for, or you can't just be handed. You know? How old were you the first time you saw a game at Williams Arena? Oh, I don't know. Eight, nine. What I was mean, that like walking in that place? I honestly don't really remember. Um, it, it was, it was just me, you know. I, I, I really like football, so you know, I was basketball is just a, a kind of side thing then. So you know, I just kind of went there, enjoy a basketball game, you know. I did end up um, actually getting to shoot on the court one time. I have pictures out. People probably seen them. You know, I've been in the locker room, the old locker room. So, you know, I've been around the Gophers for a while. So, you know, it was a long time coming. Kind of like home. Yeah. With, uh, with Marcus and your mom here, tell us what it was like growing up. Uh, you know, so many times, John and I have been doing this for a long time. You talk to basketball, successful basketball players, and they had a, like a favorite hoop or they had a favorite game that really kind of trained them. What was it like for you as a young basketball player? Um, yeah, I mean, I, when I grew up, you know, I'm at my old house, you know, had a hoop out. Me and my neighbor, we'd be out all night, you know, until the neighbors complained and got mad at us for being out. You know, we just sat out there, shot. And then I have many hoops in my house I go in and play. So it's just like, all I did was play sports. You know, if it wasn't uh, basketball, it was football. I played baseball a little bit, played soccer a little bit. So I did really everything. Um, but, you know, basketball when I was younger, it was really just a fun game for me. You know, I never thought about it, taking it serious until, you know, I got my first offer in high school. I just kind of thought it was just something I could do for fun as a side thing. Did you play high school football? Uh, no, I stopped okay. after eighth grade. I was going to play my junior year, but then I was like, nah, it's not for me. Let me just <laughs> stick to basketball. Yeah, you, you made, made a good choice, that's for <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Do you know what you want to study in college? Uh, no, I haven't thought about that. Um, sports, something in the sports world, sports medicine, something like that. I, I'm not really sure yet. Well, what I told my own kids at that point was, there's no rush. Nope. Yeah, get in there, investigate things, yeah. see what you want to do, and it'll come to you. For sure, Always, yeah. well, Jim and I figured it out some, somehow. I haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> We're I mean, still working five, on it. Five, ten years, I, I, I'll have a shot. <laughs> what was it like meeting uh, Dalvin Cook? Uh, it, was, it was cool. I mean, never met uh NFL player. I, I actually I had I met uh his teammate Eric Smith. But I mean I didn't really talk to him that much. Um but I got a follow back on Instagram so you know there you go. <laughs> yes. Happy about that. Um hopefully you know next year he could come to some of my games at uh down at the barn, bring some of the, the team, you know, maybe. So you know it was a it was a fun experience for sure. Isn't it amazing how thick NFL players are? I mean you get you get closer to an NFL player, you know they're they're like this wide. Oh yeah, he's definitely 
I mean, he was smaller than I thought he'd be. You know? Sure, yeah. Yeah, a lot smaller, but he was definitely, he was definitely bigger. So, I mean, it was, it was, it wasn't expecting it. Yeah, people look at me and they think I'm an NFL player because I'm <laughs> thick too. Yeah, right. <laughs> What's life like right now? Are you just enjoying life and getting ready to graduate? Yeah, just trying to finish up school, working out, you know, lifting every day, trying to get ready for the Big Ten. I'm sure you know little eyes are always on big stars. Yeah. Even in high school kids, you know, you see little kids in the community. Is that important to you to, to you know, put on a, you know, to be the right kind of person because, you know, younger kids are watching you and they want to be like you. Is that is that kind of a cool deal? Yes, yeah, it's, it's, you know, because I was, I was the same way. I always looked up to high, the high school players, you know, when I was younger. I was like, oh, yeah, I want to be in their position, you know. Even as a freshman when I came in, I saw some of the seniors and I was like, dang, you know, one day I want to be as good as them or be better than them. And, you know, that came came true, you know. Um, so, you know, I just want to be a good role model for younger kids, you know. Um, and I just want them to do what makes them happy, you know. I don't think we asked you what other schools were kind of on your final list. Honestly, if I had a final list, it'd be it'd have been Minnesota, Florida, and Colorado. Those were kind of the final three I'd say that I would have chose from. Well, we're glad you chose where you did. That's good. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be fun to watch you here. Yeah, thank you. And uh, we appreciate you coming by and being a guest today. Uh, reminder, this is a part of us promoting the new Twin Cities Orthopedics in Brooklyn Park. And obviously, Braden, you've been, uh, we, we see the commercials on TV all the time. Why don't you wrap this up by just telling us about your relationship with TCO and, and just what they did for you? Yeah, you know, I got introduced to TCO from my uh, high school trainer um, when I got hurt. Uh, he told me to come here, and um, that's what I did, you know. Um, and as soon as I got here, you know, they they told me, like, it wasn't going to be easy, you know. It was going to be a long, long process, you know. At the beginning, I struggled because, you know, I just wanted to get back to 100 very fast. So, um, but, you know, they kept reminding me, like, it's you're, you're getting better day by day, so just you got to slow down and be patient with it. You know, they, it was kind of like a family type thing. You know, they, they, were, they were really nice to me, brought me in, you know, every day they reassured me like, we got you, you know, like, we're not gonna let you down here. Is there a name, image, and likeness deal with you and TCO? Uh, not yet. Not okay. Yet. <laughs> not yet. It's coming to high school. Day, you know, yeah, give, yeah. Let's give them a couple hours. Yeah. And that has really changed the landscape of college sports. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be on the high school level, but you guys, like on your text chains, talk about that? Because it's so different. I mean, that's just from a couple years ago. Yeah. You know, one of my uh, coaches, he's a financial advisor. So, you know, he's been talking to me about it a lot. And I, uh, there's a lot of people that actually want to start making deals with me as soon as I get down to the campus because right now they can't really do anything because I'm in high school. So as soon as I get there, I'm sure I have a lot of deals I can start making. Well, I know I work for the Minnesota State High School League and our board of directors at their next meeting, they're going to approve a name, image, and, name, image, and likeness policy for high school athletes in Minnesota. And this is happening all over the country on the yeah. high school level since the NCAA did that. Right. Now high school or, you know, groups are like, well, what are we going to do? We got to make sure this is done the right way. So it's, it, yeah, it's it's out there. And yeah. Hey, you know the days of college athletes not being able to eat enough. Come on, that's there. There were yeah. some horror stories over the years. I it's, mean, and you know the Star Tribune's big story was always that without Sid Hartman, Bud Grant wouldn't have made it through the University of Minnesota. <laughs> I mean, right. he paid for his dates, he paid for his meals, <laughs> he paid for everything. Put he, gas in his car. Sid yeah. committed every NCAA violation <laughs> you could possibly commit without that's getting right. caught. And now you don't. 
don't worry about it. Just yeah. go make what you can make and enjoy That's it. That's it. Yeah, have a great experience. And there's, you know, all of us who have been to college, it's just, it's unbelievable. I mean, we weren't athletes. Jim and I were high school athletes and that and barely. But yeah, it's, I'm excited for you, everybody going off to college for the first time. There's nothing like it. I'm excited for your mom. It's just, you know, it's, it's the coolest thing in the world. So good luck yeah. to you. And thanks thank for you. being thank with you. us here. Yeah, appreciate great meeting you, Braden. And uh, thank you for taking the time. We appreciate yeah, it. No Best problem. of luck. We'll be, we'll be seeing you at the barn a lot. Yeah, definitely. Thanks very much, sir. Thanks for coming by. Thanks, Braden. Yep. Good yeah, luck no to problem. you. So we appreciate Braden Carrington stopping by. Uh, we appreciate TCO at Brooklyn Park having us here today. We also uh, kind of helped them open their the TCO in Stillwater a ways back, and that was a blast as well. It's such a great setup. Uh, these buildings are these buildings are amazing, John. I walked in here, Jim, this morning, and and yeah, this is uh, it's like a college campus building. Yeah, that's what it's like. I mean, this is just easy to get around, and there's a lot of people here today. We, you know, we got the pizza bar and food truck outside. Yes, we do. We talked about Dalvin Cook signing autographs here. There's a there's a jumpy house for the kids. There's all kinds for of stuff kids, going on. And it's for old people like me. <laughs> so I'd go take a nap yeah. in the bouncy house. Yeah, this is this is fantastic. It's just uh, this is first class all the way. They're doing everything here for everybody who's here, and tons of fun. I'm always reminded when I see a facility like this. You know, I started covering the Minnesota Twins, and I started covering the Minnesota Twins in 1993. They had won two of the previous whatever six World Series. Uh, they were considered. How many have they won since? Uh, I, I'll look that up. I'll look that up during the break. Um, but I mean, this is a that, that franchise was considered a model sports franchise at the time, and there. And this is not to denigrate any of the individuals involved. Because they all did the best with the, what they had. Their weight room was about the size of this table. It was a bunch of loose weights just sitting around. Uh, they had to walk down the right field foul line to get to the little batting cage. They didn't have a batting cage anywhere near home plate. And if you had, you know, an injury of some kind, I mean, they just didn't have anything. They, you know, they basically had to, had to tell you just rub dirt on it and keep playing. I mean, now now every athlete, including high school athletes, can come someplace like this. It's one of the reasons you see athletes bounce back from what used to be devastating injuries so much. Yeah, you talk about Bud Grant, you know, back in the old days with the Vikings and training camp, didn't allow water at practice unless right. unless a, a, a livestock warning was put out <laughs> to, oh. that it was too hot and dry for the cattle. Amazing. Okay, give them some water. Amazing. Yeah, it is really something. <laughs> I guess there are some ways you can say there were some good old days in sports. You know, maybe, maybe lower ticket prices, lower concession prices. But in general, everything's better. Everything's way better than it used to be. And, you know, you talk about the Metrodome and the what the twins accomplished there. And then when Target Field opened, the discussion I had with people was, we all knew the Metrodome was a dump. Yes. We didn't know how bad of a dump it was till we got into Target Field. I mean, it was night and day. Oh, it, it's amazing. And, and, and the Metrodome was, it was a great investment. Uh, they got in very cheap. They built a functional stadium that could host everything from Super Bowls to roller skating. You know, That's it, right. it, it, it paid for itself. Uh, and... It gave the Twins and, and the Vikings an advantage because it was a hard place for opponents to play. But, yeah, aesthetically, it was maybe the second worst in the big leagues behind Tropicana Field. And now look at the facilities we have here. Oh. You know, I mean, Williams Arena is the only one that's not almost brand new. Right, and, and I love Williams. And it's as fantastic as any of them. Yeah, no doubt about it. And we talk about this on the show a lot, the, the facilities we have for high school state tournaments. You know, Target Field, Target Center, the yeah. XL Center. Um, 
Yeah, everything. It's a U.S. Bank Stadium, which we don't have to even pay for to use. Thank, thank the Minnesota legislature for that. When that building was built, the high school league uses it for soccer and football for free. Um, yeah, it's and I, I tell people in Minnesota all the time, we're spoiled. We don't know how spoiled we are. I know where other states all over the country hold their state tournaments. It's not like we do here in Minnesota. You know, a lot of some states, if you have maybe four classes of basketball, you're having each class in a different arena, in a different high school or small college gym. It's not like we have the big carnival state tournaments here. It's great. And it's because of facilities and and uh, yeah, this new TCO here in Brooklyn Park, it's state of the art, just like all those places. So we want to thank TCO for having us here today. We also want to thank our friends, well, our fr especially our friend Jody Stay at Pizza Barn. Pizza Barn in Princeton, they have uh, two food trucks now. One of them is here at TCO today. We're going to go out and uh, enjoy some of the pizza. I, it's, I've said it before, it's amazing how how good the pizza is out of the food truck. It's fantastic. Jody does a great job. So if you're ever in the Princeton area, Definitely stop by at the Pizza Barn, uh, but if you can't get there or you're going to host some kind of an event like TCO's today, you want a Pizza Barn food truck. My wife's a principal. She's had it at her schools. It's just, it's just fantastic. Jim, I checked with Jody and, and the stay kids who are out there before we started the show today. The bad news is there's no gluten-free today. Oh, really? She said, uh-oh, I forgot a gluten-free for Jim. They'll have something. So you're going <laughs> to, yeah. And I, They'll have something I can eat. I know they something. will. Yeah, and, uh, you know, the big pizza of the month right now in May is the Barn Razor, which I had last week when we did our show mm -hmm. from the Pizza Barn. It's kind, of a, it's kind of a mix of the great Pizza Barn pizzas that, that they've had for decades up there, and they've copied the secret sauce from Raising Cane's, and basically it's a chicken pizza and, and a little dipper of sort of cane sauce. Oh, man, I brought some home, and... I enjoyed it at home as well as in the pizza barn at night. My wife enjoyed it very well. So, And, and you know, with two pizza trucks, uh, pretty quickly the second one will be going. They're taking bookings for all kinds of events, grad parties, reunions, weddings, any events here throughout the summer and into the fall. Go to pizzabarnprinceton.com, and there's contact information. You can drop them a note. That'll go right to Jody Stay, who runs the place. and. And she'll get back to you. They'll take great care of you, just like they're taking great care of people here today at Twin Cities Orthopedic in Brooklyn Park. And Preps Today with John Millay is uh, brought to you by TalkNorth.com. We have tons of sports content, tons of outdoor content, variety content. We've added Dave Lee of WCCO fame, Mike Grimm of, Go -Go of the Gopher fame. Uh, check it all out at TalkNorth.com. We do recommend subscribing to your favorite podcast app. It's free. It's easy. And we are brought to you by Propane. All right. So... We usually do a couple set pieces. We're hoping to talk to Ryan Shaver here a little bit, uh, but let's let's go through our set pieces here. Yeah, let's let's have a thank a ref segment, Jim. One of the uh, things we like to do, and I've had such a fun spring going to high school events and chatting with officials. And this is this is a Twitter thing that was really really awesome uh, a few bit days back. A veteran official, I think Paul does two or three sports. Paul Rizdahl, he wrote this just epic Twitter thread about why he officiates. He, he wrote about the health benefits, about the money that can be made, the relationships, and a lot more. It's a great thread. The last uh, tweet on the thread, he wrote, the shortage is real. We are feeling it this year, and it's not getting better. Let's help these students, and at the same time, do something incredibly fun and exciting. 
Uh, I retweeted Paul's thread uh, on Wednesday last week. You can find him on Twitter, at MNReferee, at MNReferee, which is a great Twitter handle for an official. So thanks to Paul for for putting that thread together. Uh, I retweeted it, and it got a lot of reception. Uh, We just can't do enough to thank officials and, and, uh, and find more officials. And do we have an MVT this week? We have a most valuable teammate. This is a first for the high school league most valuable teammate program. We have two this week. They are teammates, Megan Overell and Marin O'Shaughnessy of Visitation. They're juniors, and they are involved in the robotics team at Visitation. Uh, They've led the team to its return to in-person competitions through outstanding leadership, technical knowledge, and care for their teammates. At the North Star Regional Robotics Competition, they were named the first. That's that's an acronym for a, a robot, the National Robotics. And if I could think of it, I'd, I'd tell you what those letters stand for. But they were named Dean's List finalists only the third time since the award was created 12 years ago. That it's gone to two students from the same team in Minnesota. So congrats to Megan Overell and Marin O'Shaughnessy of Visitation, uh, this week's most valuable teammates. Welcoming to the program now, old friend Ryan Shaver, uh, now a TCO employee. Uh, what's your current, I lose tra- track of titles, uh, Grand Poobah of all video. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say from robotics to me, that's not the proper segue, you know. <laughs> You're very robotic, oh, Ryan. I sure I am. Might be, I might be robotic, but I was the farthest from being a robotic student in I high school. I was not smart enough to get into robotics. <laughs> no, definitely not. Official title is Digital and Social Media Specialist cool. for Twin Cities Worth. All right, good deal. Coming up on three years, which is wow. crazy to think about. Good for you. Yeah. And a father-to-be. We're I going to talk about the air. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm going to be a girl dad. That's so, nothing like being a girl dad. Yeah, yeah. We're talking we are. to two of them right here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, well, um, due in September. Uh, it'll be our first baby. Um, excited. Her name is Bella Rose. So Beautiful. My, my mom is Italian. And, uh, you know, obviously Bella means beautiful. Uh, in Rose, my mom's name is Roseanne. Oh, so it's a little awesome. nod Perfect. to my mom. So it's great. But I, I will say, Dad. I'm glad you didn't do the, uh, the thing some people do and just tack on something to the father's name and have it be Randy Ett or something. <laughs> Ella Rose was much yeah, better than Randy Ett. He pushed for that. He, I'm he sure tried. he did. Yeah, it just didn't go through. Yeah. <laughs> He's definitely been the most excited of the bunch, though. Um, you know. For a long time, Dad put on a very tough persona, but uh, he is a softy on the inside, and it's coming out more and more as he, as he ages. So, I know the feeling. Being a grandpa myself, there's nothing like it. You and I have talked about it, how I'm super excited for you and your wife, but I'm equally excited for your mom and dad. And, totally. And I know your dad well. He and I are both from Iowa. He's yep. a Cedar Rapids guy. Yep. Long ago, I was a sports writer at the Cedar Rapids Gazette. And uh, there's some Iowa jeans at work here, so I don't know if that's great or it's great. It's, it's great. great. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. My brother's even going to med school at the University of Iowa, so the, wow. the Iowa connections are strong. I worked in Mason City, Iowa. as my first job, so, you know, you can take the family out of Iowa, but, right? So, you know, we generally talk about prep sports on this show. Tell me what prep sports meant to you, Ryan. Oh, my gosh. That's a loaded question. I mean, one, as somebody who was a high school athlete in this area, I mean, it was everything. Some of my fondest memories looking back on now are Friday nights with guys that are still my friends to this day. You know, we went to the state semifinals at Benilde St. Margaret's, and at that point, that was the farthest Benilde had ever been, and it was a very special season. 
uh, and something we still talk about, you know, when we get all the guys together and it's something that's, you know, still really special to us. And then to obviously have a dad who did, has still doing the prep sports extra 38th year, I think of doing <laughs> wow. it now, which it's is amazing. amazing. So to be able to watch my dad do highlights of me, to go to Buffalo Wild Wings on a Friday night and watch him with my team, that was incredible. And then to be able to do the prep sports extra side by side with my dad at Carol Eleven for four years, I mean, that was the dream. I mean, when I look back on my career, covered Super Bowls, Final Fours, a lot of like big things, but it will be those Friday nights with my dad in the studios doing the prep drill that, you know, will be the, the biggest thing that I will remember. Your dad's a legend. And, and your dad and high school football are just like, I mean, I'm holding fingers together. That's, he does such a great job. He has for so long. And I know, he, you know, he was a high school athlete. I know he was a runner at Iowa State. He was. He's got the athletic background that I never had. Most people don't know that. Yeah, oh, I'm he, from he Iowa. Was a we check runner. up on each other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, we do. Um, but, yeah, what he has done and continues to do, even leaving the sports yeah. anchor position to become the, you know, main anchor, one of the main anchors. Yep. Good on that. Tell, I he think was to not me, that was give... like a sign of how much he loves that. He wouldn't give up the, the, the Friday night football highlights. He calls it his baby. And to it say is. he loves it is it's truly a passion. He didn't need to keep doing it once he left, but there was no way he was giving that up to anybody else. You know, that's what he lives and he breathes and he starts the preparation as soon as summer starts. And he's constantly calling coaches and he's constantly he's there until four in the morning on Friday nights. After the show ends, he's logging all the tape, you know, and he's marking all the different players and he's having conversations about it. He really lives it and breathes it and loves it. Um, you know, he, it, it's wearing on him a little bit. He gets tired a little easier these days. I, well, you know, I used to be a baseball writer and I wouldn't get to sleep till three or four in the morning every day. And I couldn't do, I'm not sure I could do that at this age. It does get harder. It does. But I mean, I know he's going to keep doing it until he can't do it anymore. And so. Yeah, it's fun. We're trying to find ways maybe TCO can partner with the prep, the prep show and, and do some special things with them. And so I think some exciting things on the horizon. It's great to have companies like TCO involved. Absolutely. You know, I mean, you, you did the great Braden video that we've seen. You've done a lot of work like that. Yep. So you're, you're tied into high school sports still. still. I mean, that was a yeah. big thing when I left CARE is I still wanted to tell great stories. And, you know, you and I talked a lot when I was at CARE telling prep sports stories was important to me because I think these communities, like that's what they care about. Like anybody can get the highlights from the Vikings game. Anybody like, and especially with local TV news, you already know what happened in those games long before you watch the 10 o'clock. But what you can do to separate yourself is to tell those great stories in those communities that really matter to them. Um, and I think TCO is really starting to do that at a really high level. You know, you mentioned Braden, we just did a piece with Nick Joseph from Champlin Park. You know, we've done a Reed uh, Ballington from Stillwater, uh, high school state wrestler. champion wrestler. Yeah. And so we've tried to identify, anytime we have a patient like a Reed or a, a Braden, we try to tell their story. Um, because we know those communities, it matters to them. And then you start seeing this like web get cast with the shares and the comments and the likes. And um, I think that's super cool. So talk about that job that you have. I mean, this is what you do. Yeah. You know, 10 years ago, I don't know if places like TCO, you know, 12 years ago, the high school league didn't have a guy like me. Right. And when they hired me, I, I was the first person in the country to do this kind of work for a high school governing body. You know, you're doing this kind of work for TCO that you do. What do you, what do you enjoy the most out of that? Because, I mean, oh, you're, yeah. it, you've got 
really, you've got great skills. Oh, I appreciate it. You've got it. a background. Yeah. And now you're putting them to use in this position. Is this vastly different from working at a TV station? <laughs> I, I, I say all the time that I feel like I went to college for marketing. Um, I've had a great mentor in, in Griffin who's been my, my boss at TCO. And um, I have learned a lot on the marketing end of things um, and the advertising end of things. Um, but I've also been able to bring my own skill set and to kind of make this job what I hoped and wanted it to be. And, and that really was just telling stories in a really authentic way that are going to matter to people. Because I think that's the difference in this space is anybody can put a commercial out there, but if you can tell a really powerful story that's not just feeding somebody lines, it really comes from the heart. And we talk about our audience all the time. It's mom, right? The decision maker, you know? And even with the Viking stuff, I don't know if mom cares about the X's and O's of the Vikings partnership, but mom cares about the players and their character and what they're doing in the community. And community is so big for TCO. And just to be able to be a storyteller and to, to make those things come to life, uh, whether it's video or with its writing, uh, it's been amazing. But the job is a, a lot more than I anticipated. <laughs> you know, Isn't there's, that the case? <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot more to it on the strategy end of things. And, you know, we work with a lot of other practices besides TCO and, and bringing their social media and digital footprint to life. And I've learned a lot about SEO online directory management, um, you know, putting up billboards, internal communication, external communication, I'm doing our PR. So we're in a lot of different hats and, and loving it. Um, but it's exciting because the same way that TV every day is different, where you get to go out and it's a new story every day, I feel like I'm learning a new skill every day, you know? Uh, and there's, and with YouTube and all these different resources, like the ability to just con continue to add tools to the toolbox and get better all the time. Um, if you're not learning, you're not growing. Tell us about Braden, because I'm sure you, oh, you've spent a lot more time with him than, than we have. Yeah, he's an awesome, awesome guy. You know, obviously you got to meet his mom today. I, I, I just think um, she is such an amazing woman. Um, single mom, she's a teacher, she works really, really hard, and she has passed down those amazing values onto him. Uh, he's a soft-spoken guy. Um, who lets his play do the talking. Uh, he's a great leader. I mean, I think he is someone, with the practices that I went to, you can just tell how much respect all of the different guys have for him and the way that he carries himself. And that Park Center community means so much to him. And it, it was really important for him to finally win a state title for Park Center for the first time ever. Yeah, that's what um, he said, yeah. Yeah, to just empower those younger kids to, to look up and, and know that you can do this. Like, this can be you. And I think he has set a great example for the future of that school, and I think his legacy will live on for a really long time. Talk about that community aspect of high school sports. I'm yeah. going to plug a couple stories that are up on John's journal. I, I, I visited with two future Gophers football players, offensive linemen, Tony Nelson from Tracy Milroy Ballaton, okay. tiny school, southwest Minnesota, yeah. 6'6", 300 pounds, he could have graduated at the semester break. He could be at the U now spring practice. He didn't want to do that because he wanted to finish his senior basketball seasons and track seasons. And he's, he, he could break the state record in the shot put. I wow. Was, I was talking to his dad after a meet in Worthington last week, and I was, we were kind of chatting about that decision. I said, Tony could have gone to the – he could be at the U now. Right? He said, yeah, he could have. But, you know, he was, he was the Marshall newspaper named him their, their regional basketball player of the year. This is the kind of athlete that's at 6'6", 300 pounds. But his dad said he wants to break the shot put record. And he said, Dad, I want to do it for the community because I've got the list of state records, state track records, boys and girls. There's no small school 
name on that list. There's no outstate name on that list. And that's how much that means to him. I think that's amazing. And I, and I wish more high school kids felt that way in the days where we're seeing more and more kids, especially basketball players, leaving for prep academies or hockey players leaving for a Shattuck or whatever. I wish there was more like the pride in the community. And I, you know, I think Braden's a great example of somebody who wanted to stay. He could have done what those other basketball players are doing, but it was really important for him to come back and finish what he started with this team. So that's a great example. Let me tell you, you about John. this other kid. Uh, Reese Tripp is a junior at Casson Manorville, another small school. He's Very familiar with that one. That was yeah. my area yeah. in Iowa. Was you know, Casson. You know yeah. from KIMT exactly. in Mason City. Yep. Respect. Um, he's a junior, and he's a, he's going to be another offensive lineman at the U. He's six seven three twenty five. He's on the baseball team. I saw him pitching inning last week. You know, and he's he's a he's a great kid. Just one of these goofballs. <laughs> so he's six seven, three twenty-five. He's got another year, and he's going. He told me the plan is he will graduate early. So this would be his last baseball season as a junior. He'll graduate early. You know, class of twenty twenty-three. Get to the U spring practice. But he's six seven, three twenty-five. After losing sixty pounds, no way. <laughs> he was like three eighty. Oh my god! And before last football season, he worked his butt off. Wow. Kid lost sixty pounds. Good for and him. And then. Boom. Then the film got out from last football season. Offers started coming in. PJ, he visited, you know, like visited the U, got the offer that day, went and had a cup of coffee with mom and dad and said, I, I'm, let's go back to Coach Fleck's office. I'm going <laughs> to say yes. And he did. And, and there's That's a picture. Cool. If you go to John's Journal at MSHSL.org, the most hilarious thing is he's got a twin sister, Delaney, who's a manager on the baseball team. She's 5'5". Five five. Really? She told me she's 5'4". I said, oh, you're taller than that. We're going to go with 5'5". Five five. It's just, they're twins. Oh, my gosh. It's amazing. That's a major so, difference. Yeah, yeah. It's wow. really something. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk about uh, Ben's new school. I'm, I'm sorry, Braden's new school. Yeah. I was thinking Ben Johnson. Because it, it does seem to me that more and more high-level Minnesota kids are looking at going to the U. Ben Johnson seems to be having a major impact. Lindsey Whalen has recruited great players, uh, and P.J. Fleck has recruited this area well. But you guys are the experts. You guys tell me. Why don't you start, Ryan? Well, I've heard nothing but amazing things about Ben, and I know Braden was talking about that a little bit. Um, if you look at that class with Daniel Aturu and Gabe Kalsher, the reason those guys committed to play for the Gophers in the first place was because of Ben Johnson as an assistant coach. You know, he was the boots on the ground and where Patino was falling short in getting people to come stay here in Minnesota. I think Ben was doing a great job at selling them. And so for Ben to become the head coach and then bring somebody in like Dave Thorson, who obviously had so much success at De La Salle and has so many great connections in the AAU community here in Minnesota. I think the Gophers are just set up for success. And I, I can't speak enough great things about Lindsey Whalen. I mean, she is she is the best and. I think, and I'm just going to say this and just be honest, I think some of the holdovers of uh, people that weren't necessarily her players, them being out of the program and then kind of having this great influx of talent coming in and then having everybody be bought in and be on the same page and it really be Way's team now, I think that's going to pay major dividends moving forward. That's what I was hearing during the last couple of seasons. Because little Lindsay did have high-profile players leave and the people I know and trust are saying, listen, it's just been a really awkward transition. Yep. You know, Whalen's bringing in, is about to bring in a whole new team yep. of her own players, of the best, some of the best players in the country. And, you know, and listen, the, the 
holdover players have every right to transfer. They have every right to, to exercise their rights, but it just wasn't working all that well in-house. I, I want to talk about Dave Thorson and, an, and another assistant coach um, to Lindsey Kim Royson. Oh, yeah. Kelly Royson. Kelly. Kelly Royson, Kelly. Yep. Kim's her mom. I know her mom, too, back in the day. Kim Royston, I tell people, maybe the best high school athlete I ever saw. And I saw Joe Maurer and everybody else, and everybody knows her as a basketball player. She's the best volleyball player I ever saw. You know, she could have won a state golf championship if she committed to golf. But so, and you know, so I go back to like her 10th grade year and she and I keep in touch and I'll see her at the state tournament. We'll, you know, go back and forth about different things. But, and then Dave Thorson, I've known Dave for 20 years. And when Ben was hired, I'd kept in touch with Dave because he was an assistant at Drake, my alma mater, yep. and then was at Colorado State. And when Ben got the job, I should go back and find the text exchange I had with Dave. Because Dave, when Dave was a high school coach, he'd, he'd go to other, you know, when he didn't have a game, he'd go to Austin and he'd send me a text. He'd send me pictures. This is the most awesome place. They do such a great job. All the, just all this enthusiasm telling me about how much fun it was because he knew I, I get that. And so when I asked him, hey, you're going to be you're going to be moving back home. Clammed up. He replied something like half a day later. I oh I, I knew then. <laughs> That's awesome. But to have him there and and as someone you know he coached Ben at De La Salle. I don't know how many dozens of De La Salle games I saw. I, I sat in Dave's office. He was like the the fundraiser. He was the director of whatever at De La Salle. He traveled other than coaching basketball. He traveled the country talking to groups of De La Salle alums, raising funds, and was fantastic at it. And to see him be at the U with Ben, I mean, come on, that's it's. And Braden even said, you know, Patino had offered him, but he just wasn't that interested in the U. Then Ben came in, and he, we still want you. Boom, you know. And I think that's a great combination, Ben Johnson and Dave, and then Lindsey and Kelly just. Fantastic people, and that's that's what this is all about. I think you just can feel the difference the kids can as soon as Ben took over and just the priorities that he had in keeping, not only keeping local talent, but go finding those guys that got overlooked the first time and reaching out to them and bringing them back home. Uh, I think it's very similar to when Stallings left and Lindsay came in, and the first thing she does is she goes to Hopkins and, you know, she goes, watches... Uh, Paige. Paige Beckers, Beckers yeah. yeah. And and I, I go and I talk to Paige Beckers. This is back when I was still at CARE. And I, I come to find out that Coach Stallings hadn't stepped foot in the Hopkins gym a single time. And you have one of the best, most talented players in the country there. And she hasn't even made the effort to go out and watch her yet. And so I think it's the same kind of thing. Um, Patino Stallings had way different uh, values and ideas of how to build a program compared to Coach Johnson and Coach Whalen. I have had people tell me that if Lindsay had gotten the job a year earlier, she might have gotten Paige. I believe that. I mean, Paige had pictures of Lindsay yep. in her bedroom growing up. Yeah. Yep. yeah, The joke at Hopkins High School was Gino Oriema spent so much time there, and that's yep. where Paige went to UConn. Yep. He was there so much, he was there more than some of the faculty. <laughs> <laughs> right? He had his own locker. That's but that's right. what it takes. I mean, these kids, ultimately, they want to really feel like they can trust you. And when you, you make the connection and you show up for the games and you get to know mom and dad, just like the way that Coach Johnson has got to know Braden's mom, like that's what really matters to these kids and these families. And for some reason, the Stallings and the Patinos, there was a disconnect there. 
And I remember a story, I'm not going to name the, the high school coach that told me this, uh, but Patino came to a local high school one time to recruit a certain player to watch them, and he never came down and introduced himself to the head coaches of the other teams. So the two head coaches of the high school teams, he never went down and shook their hands and introduced themselves. And this coach, he was like, this was my home gym, and you're coming here, and you're not going to even make the, the effort to come say hello? I think that kind of speaks volumes. I think so. I think so. Here, here's, I'm going to tell you a Dave Thorson story. We were sitting at the state tournament. We're watching Cherry High School play in Class A, and it was this team nobody had heard of this year. They had a great season, got to state for the first time in 25 years. Really young team. They had a seventh grader and an eighth grader in the starting lineup. But their star player was a sophomore, and I can't think of his name now. And nobody knew, nobody had heard of this kid, and he blew up the tournament. He was like the star of the tournament, this Class A kid from Cherry. I'm sitting there next to Dave, and he knew all about him. He said, oh, no, I've seen him in AAU for two or three years. I've seen that kid in the summer. And they offered him. Like a few weeks ago, they gave him, they made him an offer. That's He's awesome. a sophomore at Cherry High School on the Iron Range. But Dave's been on that kid for a couple of years. That That's sums what it, it takes. up right there. Yeah, yeah. Can I ask a question real quick? Because John, John talking about Cherry High School <laughs> has got me. And one of the things I love about following John so much on social media is you are in so many different communities. You are all around the state, and I love that. Like That's the best part of my job. Right. And when you show up, these kids are excited. These communities are excited. And you make me excited about the food that you get to eat at these certain places because you're always telling me, like, this has got the best this, this yeah. has got the best oh, yeah. that. Can you give me a top five of, like, maybe the most signature foods in these local high yes. schools? Well, the, the pandemic put a crunch on some of that because basically concession stands were shut down for a while. They're back now. Yep. But there were two or three footballs, well, falls in a row. I had my running top five concession items. Yep. And the back-to-back -back winner at one point was the at Buffalo High School football games, the Bison Burger. Bison it's, Burger. That's it, my area now. I'm out in there. Yeah. And I was, I, somebody had told me about them when I got there. Yeah. You know, and that's why I go to the grills before the game. Yeah, give me a Bison Burger. I said, that's made with real bison, right? I said, no, it's just, it's a hamburger. It's a beef. <laughs> but, uh, but it was dynamite. So, so you know, it's grill cool right there. You want some cheese burger. on that? You know? And so that was the, the winner, two okay. years running. But, um, you know, in, uh, I'm trying to think, uh, there's so many of them in, in Underwood. I went I had, to, so I still actually shoot video on Friday nights for care. I, it's the one thing when I started here that I couldn't give up. Kind of like my dad's not going to give up his right? baby. I still, like, I still like being in the action on the Friday That's nights. Great. I went to Becker last season, and I got a pork shop there at Becker, and the line was insane. And I was like... If I stand in this line, I'm going to miss the kickoff, but it you seems like it's worth it. So I stood there. I missed the kickoff. My yes. dad was mad. Well worth but it. But that pork shop was worth it. I brought those home to my wife. I brought. A, I bring a cooler when You're I so go to romantic. Becker. Yeah, aren't I? Hey, honey, I got the pork chops from <laughs> Becker. Well, at, don't get me started on the Becker pork chops, but it's a secret sauce that they marinate them in. They bring in coolers. They, you know, they have a limited number for every game, and people go nuts. It's basically every home football game in Becker. There was a new reporter at, I think, the St. Cloud Times one year, and, and I'm introducing myself to him on the sidelines during warm said, have you had a pork chop? No. What, what do you mean, pork chops? I'm bringing you a pork chop. I brought it. You know, you just, they give them to you in a napkin. You just eat them. Yep. But they, they tell me that it's not all that rare for, like, dad on his way home from work. Well, buy a ticket to the game because you can't get to the pork chops unless you're inside the fence. <laughs> buy a ticket to the game. 
Give me six pork chops. He takes them home to feed the family on Friday night. He's not staying for the football game. I love that. He'll take pork chops. That's awesome. It's one of those deals. We'd tell you what the secret is, but then we have to kill you. And, oh, my gosh. You know, if I can eat a pork chop before you assassinate me, that might be worth it. <laughs> it's great. It's, it's yeah, places like that. Oh, uh, I love it. In Buffalo. I'm going to have to try Buffalo because yeah. that's right yeah. in my neighborhood it's, now. It's I mean, that's a 10-minute drive from where I'm at. Yeah, so. it's fantastic. And the one that always just blows me away, I'll go to a small town where they, they have the regular concession stuff, hot dogs, and that might be it, maybe pizza. Yeah. And people will, like, drive down the road to the local convenience store to bring me a pretzel and cheese. <laughs> and it just blows me away. <laughs> the, the greatest one was I was at St. Francis. Was it St. Francis? No, it was uh, Cambridge Isani for a football game last fall, I think. And, and uh, I get up to the press box, and there's a stack of pretzels. There's four pretzels from, I don't even think they had them at the concessions. I think these were, you know, convenience store pretzels, a giant bowl of cheese product. <laughs> And I say to the guys in the press box, the scoreboard guys and the PA guys, game hasn't started yet. I said, I'm not eating four pretzels, okay? I can eat a couple. I can easily, but they wouldn't even touch them. John, those are for you. Those are for you. That's from the administration. Because you're so a legend, man. It's a they riot. Know when oh, you're it's coming. just a riot. And, it, and all this is just dumb stuff that I yeah. started. The pretzel thing, I was at the XL Center, I don't know how many years ago now, state wrestling or volleyball. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go get something to eat. I don't even know. Uh, give me a pretzel with cheese. So I, and I take a picture of it before I took the first bite. Here's the pretzel. Here's the cup of cheese. And I think I said something like, "I don't think there's enough cheese to get me through this pretzel." <laughs> and then when I'm done with it, there's one last piece of pretzel, and there's no cheese. You know, utter failure. And thus, thus the <laughs> the pretzel and cheese ratio challenge was born. So I get people, whatever game they're at. To, you know, tweeting pictures of their pretzel and cheese to me. It's just hilarious. That is the No thought goes into any of no. this. There's no planning here. And that's the beautiful positive <laughs> side of social media it right is. there. That's <laughs> it. We found yeah. it. We found it. Yeah. Pretzels right. and cheese. Exactly. Yeah. No, it's awesome, Ryan. And you get it as much as anybody. You know what that's like on Friday night. There's nothing like it. You know, whatever whatever sport it is, just on the high school level. And, nope. and you know, Jim's covered pro sports for a long time, but he covered Texas football, you know, and I covered pro sports at the paper, but this is this is the ultimate for, for for someone like me. This is the ultimate to get in that car and drive to Worthington. I was telling somebody I, I drove. I was in the car for six hours to go to a track meet in Worthington to watch one kid throw the shot four times and then talk to him for twenty minutes. And but you just pick up so much stuff. Another coach was telling me, Tony Nelson from Tracy Millwood Belt, and he throws the shot at practice. But a lot of times it's not practice. He wants to go to the throw. Mom and Dad are the are the shot. Fetchers, oh, wow. you know. I thought you say catchers. I was saying <laughs> not catchers, no javelin catchers. But like mom and dad, oh yeah, we'll go. We got time. We'll go retrieve them and roll them back to you. It's just, it's the neatest, it's the neatest slice of the world there is. It really is. When I, you know, I started off my career covering Texas high school sports uh, before I got my first job, and I mean, I would the way we did it was just the way you do it here. I drove from Lubbock to Houston to Austin to Longview, it's a bigger Texas. State too. It's a huge state, <laughs> and we went everywhere, and, and and we did it the way you do it. Only you're just one person. We actually had a staff doing that stuff. I I'm constantly amazed at the uh, at, at how much you do and how far you travel for all this stuff. Yeah, you Absolutely. know, and it's it's these little moments. So I'm at this baseball game. Cass and Manorville's at home playing good here, and I'm leaning over the fence behind the first base dugout. I got my camera there. And I haven't, you know, I noticed the umpires. I don't know either one of them, but between innings, this base umpire comes over to me and, are you getting any good frames? <laughs> and I don't know if he thought I was shooting video. I said, well, I'm not much of a photographer, but I'm 
I'm trying to get pictures of this six foot seven kid, and I yeah. got some. And we started chatting, and uh, I find out his name's Dick Gussie. He's 85 years old. He's been coaching high school or umpiring high school baseball for 58 years. And I might have to get back to Dick and do a story. He's oh, famous yeah. in that part of the state. He lives wow. in Rochester. He's 85. Those are the up. stories, John, that I and live he said, for. And he man. said the best thing about this, it's always the same. It's the kids. And he's telling me he plays – you know, softball with guy, you got to be over 80 and they win world championships. He's got eight rings, just unbelievable stuff. Just because I happen to be leaning over the fence, spitting sunflower <laughs> seeds, holding the camera. He came over to chat yeah. and I tweeted a picture of him and it just blew up in that part of the state. People are telling other stories about him. He keeps his umpire equipment in the trunk in case he goes to a game and they need an umpire, stuff like that. He's a legend. <laughs> I so love that's, that. That's, that's the best part of this whole thing. I, uh, I think you used to do such a great job, and I admire you so much. And, you know, I, I miss that part of, you know, when I worked at KIMT in a small market, it, it is so much of that. You get to tell those local stories, and you're out in the middle of nowhere, and it really matters to them. And you get to interview all those kids, and you're at every track meet. You're at, you know, every wrestling meet. And when I got to care, I missed that so much. And I... I feel like there's a need or a want in this market to do that on the TV side. Definitely. And I hope someday maybe somebody will crack the code and, and do it. <laughs> I tried unsuccessfully, but John, I appreciate your hustle so much and what you do for the, the high school sports community because it really does matter. And I honestly, like I really appreciate everything. Yeah, that's that you nice do, to man. say. Right? Yeah. I don't feel like I've, I've, I work. It's not work for me. It's wake up in the morning. Hey, I'm going to drive to Mille Lacs or Onamia or, Tracy Milroy Valentin <laughs> or you know whatever hey I'm excited it's so much fun let's get final thoughts from yeah. you gentlemen uh, Ryan thank you for having us here today we Absolutely. had a blast I uh, want to thank the uh, Talk North team easy for me to say the Talk North team that's here today Karen Cleary our sales executive Brian Burdett our producer Brandon Morton our uh, what we what's the phrase our producer uh Extraordinaire. I senior. Senior, senior producer. Senior, senior producer. executive yeah. producer. Uh, so thanks, <laughs> and thanks to John. Uh, thanks to everybody who came out and made this a success. We appreciate it. We love working with TCO. Braden Carrington was a blast. It was cool to see him here. And congratulations on another great event. All right, final thought on anything you like. Let's start with John. You know, we're talking about just relationships that we make in our daily lives. and job. That's what this is all about. I hadn't seen Ryan in a long time. I'd never met Karen Cleary till today because of the pandemic. It was all phone and text. You know, I hadn't seen Brandon and I don't know how long. You know, I saw Jim and, and Brianne last week at the pizza barn. Another great relationship we have with Jody and all her crew up there. And that's what life's about to me. It's just the people you get to spend time with and have fun with. And and here comes Victor the Viking walking in. Talk, <laughs> talk about great people. Right when we in. come to final thoughts, Victor comes in. You got some final thoughts for us, Victor. Yeah? Say something. <laughs> Speak up, Victor. He's, oh, he's, he's writing he's something. Gonna he's going to write. He's writing down. Victor the Viking is writing a note. He is, actually. There he is. Something. Something. Very good. Something. Very deep. Yes. Something to say. Thank you, Victor. Good job, Victor. He's done a better day than I have. I'll give him that. I do have a pair Thank of you. those same Zubas, though. Oh, I know you do. I oh, do. I know you do. I've yeah, seen they look, pictures. They look great. <laughs> actually, those are yours. Yeah, <laughs> Anyway, that's my final thought. The great people I get to hang out with, it's, I wouldn't trade this for the world. Ryan? I think for me, I, I don't know if Braden shared this because I, I was floating around a little bit. 
But did he tell you that Dalvin Cook followed him on Instagram? Yes. He okay. did say that. He was pumped, man. That yes. was, uh, I think, my big takeaway from the day was to see the respect, you know, game respects game. Yeah, absolutely. And I was like, hey, this is Braden Carrington. And before I could even finish, I was like, I know who you are. I follow what you're doing, Mr. Basketball. <laughs> and then Braden, just no hesitation, was like, did I get a follow on the gram? And Dalvin gave his phone to Braden, and oh, boom. Man. I mean, how cool is that? That's awesome. That is a connection that just That's happened awesome. here. And Braden told us he, he's excited, and maybe Dalvin will bring some teammates to some gopher games. That would be cool. And, and that, that happens in this town. Yes. We see Vikings players at Timberwolves games yeah. and vice versa, and yeah. And I love that. It's great. I mean, there I was at a Timberwolves game um, the game before the playoffs started, and uh, there was a ton of Vikings players oh, yeah. there just supporting the Timberwolves and everything. That was awesome. Some ways, this is a small town. It, it really is. <laughs> some ways. It's some, some ways. ways. <laughs> it's just a small town. It's a spread out small town. <laughs> there you go. Well, yeah, no, keep, keep your eyes peeled for more grand openings for TCO coming Good. up. Uh, I know Plymouth is going to be a big one uh, coming up in the future, but uh, I can tell you I've seen a lot of the, the plans for the future, and there will be a lot more of these coming up soon. Beautiful. Excellent. Excellent. Good deal. All right. Uh, hey, uh, thanks to everybody. Thanks to Pizza Barn. Thanks to TCO. Thanks to Propane. Uh, thanks to Karen, Brianne, Brandon, and of course, John Millay and uh, Ryan Shaver. Hope we get to talk to you again soon. great talking about music, about concerts, about memories. You know what else it's great to talk about? Something that a lot of people are buzzing about, reducing carbon emissions. It's good for everyone. But how do we reduce emissions while also meeting our world's increasing energy needs? Using propane is an excellent way to reduce emissions while meeting energy needs today. Propane is a clean, non-toxic energy source that helps reduce carbon emissions right now. In fact, propane's carbon intensity score in Minnesota is only 80. Grid electricity in Minnesota, including wind and solar, has a much higher carbon intensity score of 136. Who knew that using propane was that much cleaner than electricity? Plus, the abundance of propane and growth of renewable propane means it can be used for generations to come. Millions of Americans rely on propane to heat their homes and businesses, fuel vehicles on road and off, and much more making propane the right energy right now. Find out more about what propane can do for you and the environment by going to propane.com.